0: I'm Gail King. I'm Andrea Day. I'm Diane Gibbons. I'm Lindsay Vaughn. I'm Jameela Jamal. I'm Anita Hill. I'm Brenda Chapman. I'm Alana Glazer. And this is Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio. What to build? What to build? Oh, come on, Lindsay. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. (laughs) Let the show begin. Oh, hi there. Welcome back. It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wow's barn. I'm so excited for today's episode because it's a bit different than usual. You see, today we're taking a food tour through the ages. That's right, we're going to journey 6,000 years into the past to when one of the most delicious foods the world has ever known was invented. Then we're going to follow this food's evolution... Through the centuries as humankind innovates it tinkers with it and perfects it so that today we can all sit down and enjoy the deliciousness that is a flip-flop mm, flip-flops whether between two slices of bread in a flip-flop sandwich or sitting on a bed of lettuce in a flip-flop salad, nothing makes the mouth water quite like the F to the L to the I to the P. Now, what's surprising is that this delicious food wasn't invented to tantalize the tongue. In fact, it was invented to tantalize the toes. That's right, flip-flops were invented to be shoes. Isn't that wild? But you know what? Before we get into any of that and dive into this food tour of the shoe aisle, let's quickly review what a flip-flop is. A flip-flop is a shoe that has a strap, usually Y-shaped, that keeps your toes connected to a simple sole, often a foamy rubber material. Unlike other shoes, the flip-flop does not cover the whole foot. In most cases, flip-flops flip and flop against your heel, or the back part of your foot, hence the name flip-flop. But they have quite a few other names as well sandals is one down under in australia you might hear them referenced to as thongs some folks even call them slippers but no matter what you call them it means the same thing to me lunch okay now that we all know what the flip-flop is let's take a look at how it was invented almost every culture on the planet has created a form of flip-flop at some point But the earliest record of use of flip-flops is from 6,000 years ago in 4,000 BC in ancient Egypt. Many of the drawings from this era show people wearing flip-flops. We know from research that these flip-flops were made from papyrus, which is a plant that grows along the Nile River and is the same plant that the ancient Egyptians used to make paper. These papyrus flip-flops had a strap that went over the top of the foot. Now, nothing from this era says anything about anyone eating these flip-flops, but come on, you know a camel took a nibble every now and then. While the papyrus sandals were popular in Egypt, where the Nile River is, Africa's desert tribes didn't have a big water source or lots of plants, so they had to look for another way to make their flip-flops. They used the skin of animals they hunted to make thicker and tougher flip-flops which provided cushioning from the burning sands and sharp rocks of their homeland. A little later, across the Atlantic Ocean, over in South America, people started weaving a version of the flip-flops. These flip-flops were made out of woven plants, but not papyrus, and had a V-shaped strap, which was worn between the first and second toe. Now, although these flip-flops were a continent apart and had different designs, they did the same job they allowed the wearer to run and walk comfortably and safely over the sharp and pointy ground. And let me tell you, we're not talking about a quick lap around a pyramid. These ancient flip-flops went the distance. In fact, some South American tribes are famous for racing over 200 miles in their sandals for fun. Wow! Talk about playing with your food! Oh, and don't forget Europe! Like their African brothers and South American sisters, the ancient Greeks and Romans wore flip-flops too. They preferred to make theirs out of tough leather, which would hold up during battle in athletics. That's right, war sandals! And while the Greeks wore the thong of their flip-flops in between the first and second toe, Romans wore theirs between the second and third toe. And both of them attached leather laces that went up the leg, creating more stability and support. My GOATNESS! Am I the only one getting hungry here?! But as cool as all these versions of the flip-flops were, the only style that would take over the modern world was the one they rocked in ancient Japan. In Japan, it's traditional to take off your shoes before entering a home. So a comfy shoe you can slip on and off is very important. The style that rose to the top in Japan is called Zori and looks just like the flip-flop you see around today you probably even have a pair yourself. During World War II, soldiers who fought in the Pacific were able to pick up pairs of these Japanese Zori and bring them back home. These Zori flip-flops became especially popular in Brazil, where they soon began producing flip-flops made of rubber. These rubber Zori flip-flops quickly became a favorite of surfers in California. And since California surfers are the kings and queens of laid back and cool, the flip-flop became a stylish statement of that chill beach vibe. And just like a surfer on a wave, the flip-flop rode this vibe to every corner of the world, even to a place called Pflugerville, where a handsome goat with an eye for invention realized that a flip-flop had another purpose altogether. Lunch! And the rest, as they say, is history. Delicious, delicious history. That brings us to the end of the show. Thanks again for listening. If you have any thoughts or questions about flip-flops, me, invention, building, or Flugerville, send it to kapow at gokidgo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Welles' sidekick. Sometimes it overwhelms me and I just, well, you know, faint. Well, today I got the most exciting news and I, and I, oh, easy kapow, deep breaths. Sticker and dot I'm famous! The most famous mechanical pygmy goat ever live! Go to gokidgo.com and check me out! Lucy Wong merchandise is now available! And you know you need more Kapow in your life! Every Friday's listener mailbag! Now have yourself an inventive day! Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger! Until next time, this is Kapow signing off! Go Kid Go!